We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap. I'm Joe Jamie Tyler. And I'm Lana Helda. Come along for the ride as we travel and connect with accomplished women and thought-provoking subjects that will motivate and spark you to dream, laugh, and get the most out of your daily life. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap Podcast. Remember, we're your roadmap to intention and reinvention. And talk about reinvention. We have such a super duper special guest today. You know, I was on the road with my husband a few years ago. I was visiting Scottsdale, Arizona. And like I like to do, I got out the paper and I saw this crazy little ad saying there was a farmer's market. But I have to say to everyone that doesn't know you, that you are the best at ferreting out the most interesting and special places wherever you go. Not everyone has that talent. You're really good at that, Joe Jamie. Well, something spoke to me. And when we got to this farmer's market, oh my gosh, we were treated to this wonderland. It was like a, it's a three acre farm with Nubian dairy goats, garden beds, uh, what fruit trees. Well, I'm telling you, it's just all wrapped up in a super charming oh, setting. So sweet. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Lana, tell them a little bit more about uh, what Lila has going on over there. Well, we have Lila here, Lila Ledner. And Lila has this simple farm and it is the home of the 2014 Good Food Award for her fabulous goat milk caramels. And now we're going to also hear all about how Lila has started a organic botanical toxic-free skincare line. So we are really excited to have you here. Thank you for taking the time, Lila. And we just want to hear all about your farm. Thanks for inviting me. Um, Our farm started with a crazy idea that my husband had um, in 2008 when economically things were kind of like going like this, tanking. And he said, um, and he knew his paycheck was going to be ending. So he had the idea that we'd move onto the property and we'd start growing some food, a little bit for ourselves and some for others. When we moved onto the property that we rent, um, it was barren and desolate and weed choked. And it's three acres sandwiched between high-end gated communities in Scottsdale. So we laid claim to the land and we invested our own um, resources into the land and we um, started growing uh, vegetables and flowers and herbs and we would take them to a local farmer's market. And then um, I didn't like what I saw at the local farmer's market. Um, to me, there was a lot of discrepancy in growers and what was organic and um, I'm a bit of a purist, so we decided to not do that. And But in, in the month or two that we were there, we developed quite a following because I would set up our display to look very French, like a French market. And so that was very different. So when we came to the farm, we just started reevaluating and, and we converted this actually horse barn. This was an Arabian horse barn behind me and we brought in produce. And then I just I love having coffee and tables everywhere. So we created the the vibe that you could actually sit and have some coffee and pastries. And so that grew and then the caramels came in on the scene and that put us on the map. I was on the cover of a magazine called Where Women Create Business. Wow. And um, 
Then I won that award, which absolutely was phenomenal. And because I had never made a caramel in my life, but I just knew I had goat's milk and I needed to do something with it. And so um, I did. And then um, as time progressed, we had more and more people come to the farm, like you, Joe Jamie, who could see a little bit about what we um, do here. And then we realized when you step back and you go, um, I was talking to you about, Joe Jamie, about that book called Necessary Endings. And when you, I'm, I'm a big whiteboard person. I use whiteboards for everything. And every May, June, I bring out a new whiteboard and I just do my, do, you know, do, I do my numbers. And um, then I Well, let's hold on one phone. second, Lila. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Um, yeah. This was quite... <laughs> just, just like you're saying, you, you started with this barren land. And I, I have one thing I wanted to add. Okay. When I, think of, when I think of Arizona, I don't think of gardening. I think of cactus and heat. So I want to hear, yeah. hear yeah. How, how all about that too. But go ahead. Well, let me, let me explain that. And so first of all, if you grow, if you're a grower, you need to understand your land. You need to understand the wind. You need to understand permaculturally. You need to know what you put where and then seasons. And one of the um, not the first thing that we did. There was no trees, but we ended up planting a boatload of trees. So that so it's so. And when you ladies swing on down from Las Vegas or wherever, you'll see it's just vibrant and lush, and wow. it looks like this magical place that you can't believe is actually in the middle of the desert. Did were you? Where are you from, Lila? Originally back east, Michael and I both. Is are you from a farm? Like, did you ever farm before you did this? Well, here in Arizona, um, it, we lived in a we had a house in Scottsdale, and there was this crazy video that um, I never saw, but I sent it to Michael. You know, like a blog video, and it was called um, "Homegrown Revolution." And Michael was more of the revolution than me, and so he watched this video, and it was about the Gervais family in Pasadena, California, that transformed uh, a fifth of an acre to produce eighty percent of their food. And at the end of the video, and it was all about organic and to recognize that what you eat and how where your food come from really does matter. Mm -hmm. And the guy held up a trowel and he said, you're not free until you grow your own food. That impacted Michael deeply. He'd never grown a thing. He's a philosopher. He's a musician. They don't grow food. But so he just caught on to, here I am. I'm from New York. I'm from the city. I think I'm God connected. And from the beginning of time, people have grown. So he started studying and researching and he built raised beds and I filled it in with the beauty. So coming here, so we did do that. Um, and coming here, it was just to this whole other level. Well, you know, it, it's a very freeing thought too, to think that you can sustain yourself no matter what happens, that you yeah. can at least have food to eat. True. And the other yeah. thing I was going to talk about, Lila, is that it's funny about this not knowing about how to grow food. I I always have this fascination with gardening, but I've never gardened. And so I had a friend of mine. I bought a house in Delaware about 20 years ago, and my friend behind me, I could see her outside gardening. And so I thought, I'm going to try gardening. But what I didn't realize is that it's so important that the first thing you start with is really good dirt mm-hmm. or yeah. soil, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess that's where you guys had to really start with the raised beds. And then is that where the goats came in to uh, help 
um, with no, the soil? No, no. I just, I just convinced Michael that we needed a few dairy goats and it was two and then it was three and then you breed them and then you get milk and you figure out how to create value added products. But we found really amazing soil, um, a soil company here that was an organic soil company. So that's what we brought in. And yeah, but in time you learn how to make that piece of the farm work for this piece of the farm, for this piece of the farm. And you bring, you know, uh, you create the permaculture. Mm-hmm. So that's what, yeah, we're it's a real learning curve. I'm sure. How many years have you been doing this? Since 08, but actually we started at our house. It was a, um, in an HOA, probably a, about three years before that. So we've been growing for quite a while. Um, it, I, I want to say that it's, I think women don't fully heal until their hands are in the dirt. Yeah, I think. it's very, that's exactly it's what life-giving. Jamie and I were yeah. talking about. Yeah. It's healing to get out there and work in yeah. your garden. And yeah. it's also, it's so satisfying because you you get a pretty instant gratification. I mean, it doesn't take long to see the fruits of all your hard no, work. No, no. And you know, from seed to the death of that plant, there's beauty on every level and and it speaks. It's you know, um, when you look at when you plant a carrot and it grows and it has a life cycle. So when you farm and grow and do these things, they have seasons. And I think that's one of the things that we don't get the beauty of the seasons because we just don't know how to operate in them because we keep going, going, going. Yeah. But in, with a carrot, when a carrot dies, just the, the, the growth that comes from when it goes to seed and it, and it has like a flower on the top that actually looks like Queen Anne's lace. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it and you see all these tiny seeds that the death of that one carrot produces enough seeds, you could feed a neighborhood carrots for the next season. No joke. That's awesome. Wow. Well, now, what about these caramels? So you said you had not made caramels before. How did you come up with this recipe? I had, well, okay. I was, well, I I made it up myself. I just um, researched and I combined a bunch of things and I had so many failures, but I said, um, I'm going to give myself 19 failures. So for sure, I should head it on number 20. (laughs) I'd never worked with a thermometer before, but there was... um, a few years before I was in France or in Basque country in Spain, France, and my daughter was in San Sebastian. And right across the border in Basque country, there's a little community called St. Jean de Luz. They had the best sea salt caramels and they were soft and buttery and creamy. And I thought, I want to make one like that. And so little did I know that where I was headed with it was a very European style of confection making. And so um, they were soft, buttery, and creamy. And I remember when people would come to the the farmer's market, I would say, do you want to try my caramels? Do you want to try my caramels? Because <laughs> I would look at faces to see what people would think. And then it was, hey, let's just try this Good Food Awards thing. What the heck, you know? And um, we became finalists out of um, 1,400 small food producers. We were in the top 5%. So do you do and facilitate everything there at your farm or now are you, do you, you know what? help? We, we just actually shifted gears because I could no longer hand milk. I've been milking by hand for way too long. And so my hands are weak and that's number one. Number two, I don't have enough milk. So I'm collaborating with another goat farmer who are 
our very dear friends. And we use crow, just actually just this last batch of caramels, crow's dairy goat's milk, um, which is licensed with the state and all that good stuff that you want. But so we, we kept bottlenecking in our business of production and um, we ended up purchasing huge kettles. I had a part-time employee that made all the caramels. We could no longer hand wrap because it wasn't efficient or fast enough. So I sourced with a local candy company. And it was very hard for me because that's my baby. You know, I'm giving up my baby. And I yeah. liked I liked how my little Tootsie Roll caramels looked. And it went from that to the little um, wax paper stuff. But it's been a wonderful progression. And so just now, because we can't do enough here, our kettles aren't big enough, all of it. So we, we, we take the goat's milk and our sugars and our creams and our butters and everything. We take our recipe, they sign a non-disclosure statement, and now production is there in the oh, most. I, I have to ask you, what was it, how many, did you do 19 tries or what did you say? Did you really get to 20 or did it go like to five? I made it on number six. I made it on number six. <laughs> that's I made that's it on great. number six. Yeah. But you gave yourself some leeway. That's great. I, th- I think that's important for women because you can say, darn it, I didn't do it. I'm a failure. It's like, no, just do it again. Yeah. Try again. And, yeah. and so if you set yourself not too high of expectation and perfectionism, you will make it. That's right. You just can't give up. Well, yeah. On that note, then how did the botanical cosmetics come along? Well, let me say first, too, um, one of those necessary endings I was talking to Joe Jamie about was realizing that when we would whiteboard, having the public come to my farm um, from October to May was a wonderful experience, but the it was like I was an event planner every week. And so on Wednesday, I would gear up mentally for, I'm going to have 200 people here with their children and walking around. And then on Thursday, I would just be Miss Hostess, you know, which I love connecting. And then on Friday, I'd be like, <sighs> I'm exhausted. And so I couldn't, um, I needed to be able to have thinking space and brain space to work this skincare company. So we made the decision in May to the chagrin of everybody in Arizona and from California to New York that we're truly closed. It was sad, but so that to say, last February of 2017, my 40 year old daughter, who lives in Portland and very hipster and adorable and minimalist. She called one day and she goes, mom, I want to come to Scottsdale and I want to start a skincare company with you. Anytime your 40 year old daughter says with you, it doesn't matter what the with you is. You just do it. And I said, okay. (laughs) She said, mom, you have so much inspiration from the botanicals you grow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's really noticing. (laughs) And then this was the thing. And your goat's milk. And so that was the, you know, because when you have dairy goats, you don't get to go freely anywhere. You know, you have to kind of like do tag team because they're livestock. And um, so I said, let's do it. And we um, dipped into savings, a lot of savings (laughs) and um, best ride ever. And the whole thing I, I kept thinking was if this fails, 
I get to be with my girl. Yeah. You know, it's a win-win, right? You know what? It, it doesn't matter how much money, um, you spend to, um, have that time with your daughter and on a totally different level. And then the, the triple dip or the double dip was not only with Jenny, but her daughter is 17 and, um, she does our social media and for the skincare company and she's phenomenal. She's this beautiful, brilliant 17 year old that, um, is gonna, yeah, and they have a they have Take a brain world by storm. Yeah, they have so a brain get, for the social I, media for sure. I, okay, so I want to keep I back on track with that whiteboard. I want to know what you're writing on there, and because <laughs> this is this is good. You, you're doing a lot of manifesting here. Well, I I think a whiteboard is this big thing that you um you you have and you get the biggest one that you can buy, like the three by five feet, <laughs> and 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 so when it's it's blank and it's empty space. And the first thing we do is I do my numbers. I do, I look back in all my numbers because numbers really tell you everything. And when you're 64, the numbers really matter for, for the direction that you're going to go. Second thing is I look at what's the purpose and, and consider has the purpose of this situation because purpose defines your vision purpose define, you know, why are you doing this? And um, and sometimes you end something because it may be wonderful and awesome, but you look at those numbers, you evaluate the purpose. And the third thing you do is you eval- evaluate time and energy. Because if time and energy for productivity doesn't line up, it's something that, you know what, you probably need to tie a, a, a knot <laughs> on the loose end. And I want to yeah. segue into the, your story about that because I want you to share with everybody what happened about you had, you were doing farm to table dinners, which we were- still are. We still okay. are. And, and um, so we have um, revenue streams to the farm and the caramels is a revenue stream and the skincare is another revenue stream. And then the farm feast, the farm to table dinners is a third one. Um, and this was another thing that I thought, okay, um, I have an amazing chef that showed up at the farm, wanted to work with us. And um, chef Derek Christensen of Moonrise Standard, look him up. He's, you know, I can't believe that I get to work with him. Um, and so we booked um, dinners October, November, December, and I stepped back and I said, hold on a second, that's nuts. And because my focus needs to be on the skincare company and, and, and making intoxicating yeah. elixirs for mature skin. Well, and you so, only have so much time in a day. Well, you know what? Yeah. And even though I have to say, I have a tribe of women that volunteer around me that are the most amazing women ever. And I'm so blessed with that. I just, you know, but, um, and it's fun for me to watch them begin to work together and create magic mm-hmm. and beauty all over the place. Yeah, you, it sounds like you've just created your own little world there on that simple <laughs> farm, which is not really very simple when it There's comes nothing right simple to it. About it. But the feast, so the feast, so we, we, we took off the calendar, um, October and December. We have one in November and I actually overbooked it. Um, my husband, um, built tables, wood tables that are beautiful and, you know, an arbor and he's so sweet because I get an idea, honey, 
could you, you know, he'd never built a thing in his life. Baby, could you build me? Could you do this? And then we'll go out there and he's actually a better um, creative. He, he can see how things should go a little bit better than I do. So that's how we partner together in that. Yeah. Um, so, but then we do corporate events and we have three kind of big deal corporate events that came to um, look at our farm and want to have some corporate dinners here. So we do yeah, that. Too. I, would th- I would think those would be fairly lucrative. I mean, that would be a good way to. But but that you were saying so. Bring income. I think Lila, you were saying how you had read this book called Necessary Endings, and it's by Henry Cloud. And yes. You were sharing how you had that inspired you. Well, I think you know I don't always get to sit and read, but I love audible books, and so while milking goats, <laughs> I listen to um, Necessary Endings, and he talked about businesses and he talked about some people in relationships and it was just the principles which I'm not recollecting fully what he said but I translated them into um, for Michael and I our time and energy and I I think too I just want to say being older that Michael and I have a value that we want to get to the end facing each other with joy and love and mm. peace. So when that goal is out there, what do we need to do to um, move out that which is impeding facing each other? And if you're fully exhausted because you're, you have too many plates, then you have to do something different. So that sounds like that was a that was a time that you said, okay, we're going to stop doing these dinners, and now we're going. Well, to- I think the the first the first thing that we we confirmed from the book was ending the being open to the farm, having the farm open to the public. Mm-hmm. That was the first ending, and it just felt so peaceful. <laughs> like yes. So, do you have any other rituals that you do on the farm or, or alone that kind of get you get your mind right so you can handle all these plates? You still have a lot of plate spinning. Do I? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like it. You've got a botanical line, and you've got goats, and you've got caramels, and you've got a farm. But you have to understand, I have part-time employees, and I have a team of women that volunteer that are oh, nice. um, sub- submitted to the process that have they they love it and it's actually when they come here and do volunteer it's there i have a farm biologist and a farm herbalist that work back in this department here and so because they love it and they they just have captured the magic and the beauty of what's happening here at 9080s cactus mm. and so when people say you're doing a lot. I go, actually, no, not so much. And wow, think, that's awesome. You've you've really figured out how to do I, it. I think I think you have to you you manage a few and then they manage others. And so um and Michael and I are a great team together. And um, but you asked about um your um, daily rituals. rituals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So first thing I do is I look at my husband and I say, I love you. <laughs> and I get up That's and then I go wash my face <laughs> because I just love that, uh, that morning moment of just having clean. And then I will um, do just some moisturizing or my hydrosol. And then um, if he's not up yet, who's ever headed to the kitchen first, make coffee. And then we will either um, sit down and just talk about the day or 
I'll walk outside because I'm an outside girl. I just like outside. And so I'll walk outside and that's where I walk around the farm. And I think, and I talk to my audience of one, or I make observation about what's growing or what just those kind of basic things that might need to be taken care of. Um, I look at the goats. I see how they're doing. I just kind of like do a check uh, because that's refreshing for my soul. And then I'll maybe come back inside and um, maybe we'll continue a conversation. But I also journal. And I, I think for me, um, having that journal space, I used to journal a ton as a young mom and then uh, being newly married. I journaled just volumes. And I think that I've, I've resurrected that discipline, that spiritual discipline of journaling. It's life-giving and just those thoughts. I think the older we get, the more clogged we can be for just this and this. And and I think it unplugs Mm. and brings order. We'd love to ask people if they do journal. Are you, it sounds like you're a morning journaler or are you an evening journaler? Or? Oh, morning. You're morning. a morning journaler. Isn't that Fedlana and I? I, like go, I go to bed. We go to bed like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay. Jo, Jamie, I swear, Joe, Jamie, you would think we're, we're you think we're paying people to say this because we have a journal. We have a new journal coming out in the next couple you. weeks, and yeah. it's a ladies' roadmap journal. And so we we like to ask people, and over and over again, the women say they love to journal. So it's uh, we we certainly believe in journaling. So I always get a hardbound book, and so then my world is in that book, and so. Um, that helps keep me on track too. And then to kind of see, I, I have a date night with Micah. We love um, going out and having dates. And so um, those things are important and they're life-giving. So wow. super important. That's a way to stay married for a long time, I think. So yeah. do you have any other tips on how to stay ageless in mind and spirit? <laughs> I think you have to um, realize what needs to go from your life and what needs to stay. I think you have to evaluate that. I think um, maintaining a sense of peace, no matter what you do, we're supposed to dwell in peace and, and just have a sense of peace. I think drink a ton of water, eat really, really well. Um, for me, I can't eat uh, breads. I can't really eat. I don't do sugar or breads. So that helps me on that end. I think um, I am passionate about um, encouraging women to see their beauty in every season of their life. And I think that when you recognize it, it's not like, oh, what's happening here? It's what's happening in here. Because when you unlock the beauty in the soul, in the feminine soul, it comes out here. And then you attract that to you. So you're you're talking our language. The ladies roadmap. You're the perfect ladies roadmap guest. This one other thing is that um, I want, I always like to encourage women to give themselves permission to create that self-care. And I know that's a big buzzword today, but you know what? It's a good buzzword. And I think mm-hmm. when women slow down and enter into, you know, creating a sanctuary in their, in their bathroom area and making it beautiful and bringing in beauty, because um, I really believe we do not become mature until we recognize true beauty. 
Wow. That's, that's a great, that's a great place to end. <laughs> that was a perf- <laughs> that was a perfect quote. And it sounds like you have found your peaceful place at the Simple Farm. And Joe Jamie and I are definitely going to come visit you if you'll if have us. Do. If anybody <laughs> is in the Scottsdale area, are you not opened up at all to the yeah. to the public anymore? Okay. Well, you know what I want you to do, ladies, is check out her Instagram and sign up for her newsletter. It's a beautiful newsletter and it's very full of inspiration. And you have to check out her beautiful botanical line of beauty products. Tell us, Lila, Thank where you, people ladies. can find you. Tell us where you, they can find you. Um, I have two websites, uh, the simplefarm.net if you want caramels or come to a dinner, and then tsfbotanicals.com or tsfbotanicals on Instagram, and that's all about our skincare. And we'll have those links in our show notes. Um, at ladiesroadmap.com. Thank you for having me. This is great. And cheers, have coffee. Thank you. Wish we <laughs> were there you. with you next time. Okay, <laughs> Thank you, Lila. It was Thank great. You, Thank you, Lila. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, ladies. Today's show is sponsored by My Roadmap Journal, a woman's guide to encourage you to think genuinely about your life and relationships. This beautifully illustrated 176-page spiral-bound journal has been designed to awaken your inner goddess. Come on, ladies, it's time to create the life you've been thinking about. Go to ladiesroadmap.com and push shop. Would you like to hear about our recommended product of the week? Sure you would. So come on over to ladiesroadmap.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's not to be missed. You'll get our current happenings on Ladies Roadmap and Ladies Roadmap Journal. Don't forget to sign up. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com. 